If you've lost your vision, your energy, or your mojo, then this show is for you. Whether it's your health, career, relationships, it's time to reclaim and discover your best life yet. Award-winning journalist and TV host Gail Guayardo will touch, move, and inspire you in this entertaining, fast-paced, and informative podcast. Gail has helped thousands of people achieve massive, life-changing transformations. So here's your host, Gail Guayardo. All right, if you are ready to put that spark back in your relationship, I am with Sandy Sembler and John Hall, Embodied Results Coaches. Guys, it's so great to be with you. So good to see you. (laughs) So today we're talking about the way we communicate and what men really like and what maybe women should be doing. And we're going to be talking a lot about um, just communication in general, but let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, communication, we love talking, we love this topic because it's something that we don't always get taught on how to communicate in a relationship, right? We just kind of wind up in a relationship and don't necessarily learn the ropes. And we've been able to build some structure around this with the three stages of communication. And so what are the three stages of communication? Yeah. Well, the first stage is going to be what we like to call baby love, essentially. It's about just getting your needs met. And it really is, if you can imagine, what about me? What about me? And it's necessary up to a point, but it comes from a place of primal fear. Generally, a heart's going to be closed, right? Stage two is a space where it's very healthy, and it's really about your needs or my needs, and and you know my needs are your needs. And there's this great way that there's reciprocity. You know, you've all, you, I'm sure in, if it, any counseling at all, you will hear when you did this, it made me feel like this. Mm-hmm. Very healthy, right? And then stage three though is where we bring in the art of creative intimacy like how can we bring art to the mundane how can we bring art to the way we want to communicate can you see your this person in front of you not just your partner even your children or your employees um, God in them and then how can you bring more love to the moment and what we especially love with stage three is a lot of times you can bypass words. You can just do this through embodiment. You can do this through revealing your emotion. There's so much more range that you can bring at stage three than just words alone. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. What were you yeah, saying? Yeah, well, just the, just the word ouch. You know, a girlfriend, you know, once again, she she changed our plans again. We've been trying to get together. I think it's the seventh time she just, something else comes up. And I just typed, ouch. And then she calls me immediately. She said, oh, my goodness, you know what? I just realized that I have. I've been, I've been canceling on you and canceling on you. And it's just a way to shock the nervous system, you know, without having to say a whole lot. And that's the key. And this is something because I follow you guys on social media and on YouTube and I've listened to you guys speak a lot. And I love that you advise, you know, men and women alike or same sex partners, whatever it is that whatever relationship that you're in, you don't have to use a lot of words yeah. to get your point across <laughs> and, and to be quite honest and John you can speak to this men don't really want to hear a lot of words we're famous for a lot of words <laughs> no, absolutely it, it's such a beautiful point though if you see men you know and this would always drive you know like um you know, sometimes women nuts because they'll they'll get you know. I'd go out, for example, with with uh, Sandy's son Cameron, and Sandy would say, "Well, what do y'all talk about?" And you know, it's like, "Well, maybe there's one thing, right? We spent two hours together. There's one thing we spoke about. The rest of the time's just enjoying each other's company." 
Yeah. And there's something about literally, I mean, men are shoulder to shoulder. That's why if you think about when men spend time together, they are in spectator sports, they're golfing, they're shoulder to shoulder. Um, a tip I learned when I first started doing this work years ago with my son was instead of trying to go eye to eye with him, knee to knee to talk to him mm -hmm. was just literally sit side by side. And, and they will, men will open up more when they don't have to actually look at us. That is really interesting. So don't necessarily have to be eye to eye. You can be shoulder to shoulder mm -hmm. and uh, try to not use a lot of words. And I, I love the <laughs> story that you share um, about when you guys and, and John, you were kind of in the courtship stage with mm -hmm. Sandy and you sent her flowers and tell that story because I think it's so cute. <laughs> well, it, was, it was early on. You know, Sandy was just, when we first started dating, she was so amazing because she would send audio notes or voice the video notes and just opened up this range. It brought so much more range than any other woman I'd even, you know, communicated with at the point in time. And so one day I had brought Sandy flowers and she had sent a video recording of her the next day saying, Oh, see these flowers. And she turns the video to herself and she does this squish. She had these, the, the, the pigtails and this, you know, cute. Santa hat on. Exactly. It was Christmas time. Santa hat. Yeah. Yep. And she did this squeal <laughs> and it lit me up. It completely lit me up. It meant more to me. I still have that video. It meant more to me than any thank you note would have been because I could just feel her heart and feel her emotion. And it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And, and let's play on the topic of emotion because I think, and I, I could be wrong. Maybe this is just me and my Italian family, mm -hmm. but I was kind of brought up to keep your emotions in check and, and, and keep them to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, it's okay. We think that men don't want to hear our mm -hmm. emotions or they might just write us off as being a head case or whatnot, right. but emotions are okay too. And it's okay to share that vulnerable mm -hmm. side of yourself. Even I'm not talking, it has to be a common thing. You have yes. to be, you know, sure. emotionally strong at all times, but when there is a time and a place for to share your emotions, that's okay. 100%. And, and, you know, we like to work in the, the spiritual realm too. I mean, you think about what's been passed down generation to generation, culturally to, to your point, um, and just what society has been teaching us. And, and we come from the adage, you must feel to heal. Just being in talk therapy will not be enough to actually shift your DNA. I mean, it just won't. So you must feel it to heal it. I mean, there's and there's no wrong way, for example, to grieve. There's no wrong way to experience joy. And when I'm working with women, it's fascinating. The, the number one emotion that I find most women have a hard time experiencing is just unbridled childlike joy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you're trying like dancing and having fun and just 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 being excited. I mean, one of the first things I do with clients is in my one on one space is I'll find out their favorite color and send them pom poms. And I go every time that something great happens in your life, big or small, I want you to literally cheer. And it anchors in the nervous system. We call it practice for a reason. Um, you get used to it. You practice piano. You know, your daughter's at, re at wrestling practice, for example. You do that to build that muscle. So you can literally build a muscle of joy. You can build a muscle of revealing your open heart. Um, you know, one of the people's favorite videos of ours is he fell in love with my hot mess. I saw that one. That's a good one, too. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that one. That is a really yeah. good one. 
Well, you know, it, it kind of runs along the lines, and you, you, had, you had started mentioning this from your heritage and kind of the difference. Um, what surprises a lot of women sometimes is in our workshops, when we work with men and women, the men are often asking for even more emotion mm-hmm. from their partner. They're at, they want to see even more emotion. Even they more. want to see even more range. But there's some work that we, we do to begin with, because I joke that men have a 12-volt nervous system, and women have a 10,000-volt nervous system. Yeah. And we'll freak out a lot of times when we're, you know, we have strong emotion from our partner. We can shut down or, or try to disappear, and that doesn't leave you feeling safe, right? And that will cause more issues. But as we work with people and they're able to expand and, and be sensitive to their partner's emotions more, they really crave it. They really appreciate it more. And it was one of the things that I talk about in the video of how much that appealed to me with Sandy to see such a strong, powerful woman who was willing to be open with me and share what she really felt. Yeah, and it was really great because, I mean, our programs are essentially, you know, a lot of it, our healing journey to find each other, but definitely in my Sacred Sheep programs, this healing journey to get to a space where I'm no longer attracting relationships that were... um, less than healthy just we'll put it like that right and so because everything's a frequency right and Mm -hmm. so we can we don't realize that we're always transmitting something and so what are we transmitting even now like what are we transmitting and so it was so validating to literally uh, intentionally date John and the as the way that I have been trained which is to reveal my heart to reveal my ouch to reveal my vulnerability and one of the uh, women I studied under I had the privilege of studying a hundred men for a year the same men and 99 said that they love strong women who are voluntarily vulnerable and so to be able to play into that with John and then him respond because there were other people that I had dated that I would practice with mm-hmm. they didn't know I was practicing of course right, right. but I mean dating is essentially practicing 100% and, and I it's been um, a long time since I've dated but I'm going to yeah, take your word for take it take my word for it girl <laughs> and it was so beautiful though to, to date without the attachment and then to reveal my heart and you know I remember something was happening with my son and there were like you know four or five different men who wanted who, who wanted to come see me and what have you and date go out on a date with me and I was like you know what the masculine in me is going to be efficient and I recorded a voice note and kind of just shared a little bit about my son and what had happened and how my heart was hurting and um and Mary did you know my favorite Christmas song was playing and I said gosh I was sitting here feeling sorry for myself single mom what could I've done better woe is me hear this song and I thought wow I mean, I'm feeling sorry for myself, and there's Mary's story, right? And right. I, and I, but I literally recorded this little two-minute vo- voice note, sent it to all five of the men, mm-hmm. and John loves it when I tell the story. <laughs> and then the only person, all these men who couldn't wait to be with me and, and go and see me for New Year's or something, John responded back, and he, and his voice, you know, was so incredible. He went, you know, I know I'm just getting to know you, but you are an amazing mother. I know that I can feel that. Thank you for sharing this. And I remember I threw the phone down, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't want him to be the one, you know, that kind of thing. But it was the start of me really understanding the beauty of what I've been practicing 
over and over again. And so teaching this to women that not just in you know new relationships, but that's why we have this track record of relationships where people have been married 10, 25, 30 years mm-hmm. are able to resuscitate it because women are starting to reveal their hearts. That's good. Yeah. Well, I've got two takeaways from that. The first takeaway is I need a whole different seminar about how Sandy throws out these pheromones that she has five guys coming after her. I, I, that's the first thing. That's the secret sauce right there. And then the second thing um, that I'm hearing from you is that by just sharing your vulnerability and just who you are from the upfront, you're really going to weed out totally. a lot of totes because yeah. you might as well know right from the start yeah. who's going to be there and be okay with this, you know, I wouldn't say a, a broken side, but we all have those vulnerable yeah. moments. And to you, John, that was something that was important to you to receive as, from the male perspective. It was so powerful when I got her voice note and I could just feel her heart and I could feel the emotion that she and, and that she took the time to share that with me was just so powerful. And it really just touched my heart so deeply and allowed me to open up and respond back to her. There's such a power Mm-hmm. And leaving your mind, shutting down your mind, not worrying about the words you're saying, but speaking from your heart is so powerful. Yeah, and it's, it is interesting, Gail, too. I mean, women will hear this and they may go, well, she's just lucky. She got a lucky one. And, and it always bothers me when people say that because the work that I had to do to no longer, you know, attract men in my life that were bothered by my emotion, who wanted me to quell it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who would be intimidated by my success and business, for example. So I would try to shape shift and to see that there's such a gift that we give when we give our vibrancy, you know, to the world, the world needs more of that, you know, and it's like, and that's what we put everything through the sieve of is the world better because we're sitting here with you. And, and and that's how we make our decisions. If If the answer was no, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, it's interesting um, that you would say that because people say to me, I want my Mark. I want my Mark. Mark is my husband. And they don't understand the energy and the work and the commitment that came from both sides to bring a relationship together. And yes, I am very blessed. And I do have the greatest guy on the planet, probably except for you, John. In Sandy's eyes, you're the yeah, greatest guy right. on the planet. But in my eyes, my husband Mark is the greatest yes. guy on the planet. And and that didn't come easy. And he found me, quite frankly, in a very um, broken place. Yeah. And he was receptive to Gail not firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and being a little, you know, having some soft spots in me. And we found each other and we grew on that and we started our, like you say, what energy are you throwing out? Mm -hmm. And now nearly 20 years later, you know, we've built this great life together. And so, um, so I'm glad to hear you say that because I do think that that's a really important part of it. Because I think a lot of people think that they have to come to the table with their complete A game. Mm -hmm. And let's be real. Nobody has their complete A game going on all the time. Yeah. No, and I, th- I think that when you, and what I love was hearing that story and how you mentioned, you know, Gail not running on all cylinders and a few soft spots, and you allowed Mark to see that. 
Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful is, you know, hearing you before the podcast, even, and just how you honor him and you respect mm-hmm. him and just how beautiful that is. And you could just feel that relationship and, the, and the, how you built that is a beautiful thing. Thank yeah, you. it really is. And we were talking about that when you were getting set up and the edification of hearing you talk about him. And one of the, our programs is called Sacred Respect, where I'm teaching women how to actually respect Honestly, just the masculine in themselves, but also the masculine energy, period. And it is not just with our partners, but also our sons. And just the energy of you sharing what you just shared with us about him and with your audience, there's a a frequency, a calibration that he's not even here to hear it, Mm -hmm. but he feels it. And that's the beauty of we never know who we're influencing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is this beautiful thing to think, well, they're not here. They're not, they're not hearing, but it is a frequency that's picked up and we never know what we're transmitting. I mean, and so it's so, there's, there's something to be said about the, uh, the awareness and consciousness that we need in our, in our lives now to change the planet. I mean, there's, it, it just takes a little bit of eye opening. I mean, you and I've talked about this a lot, yeah. you know, sidebar conversation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing um, that you've mentioned, and I want to play this so funny, my dog, she always, she, she acts shy and then as soon as we're in the thick of it I think she wants to be part of the conversation she sneaks up under the table um, but I, the one thing that I also wanted to draw from that we've been talking about throughout the course of the conversation it's kind of a theme and I don't know if you as a listener picked up on it but um, Sandy and John uh, talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and that as men and women we each have both and you know knowing when to tap into each you know side of that is really important to finding balance in your relationship is it cool if we talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely yeah so what exactly is masculine energy and and, and let's start with how masculine energy presents in a woman yes yeah. I would love for you to actually answer that from your perspective. I mean, it, I know it's probably yeah. similar, but it is nice to hear a man speak of it with a, with a big smile on his well, face, especially. Well, the, the masculine energy at its core is really about structure, stability. It's that drive. It's that go mode that we think about, right? Yeah. It's the go get things done. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I, it can show up, it can show up as mama bear energy in a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's, you know, making sure her kids are safe or she's taking care of, you know, everything in the household and her career and the kids all at once, right? Very organized and disciplined. You'll see that come out. Mm -hmm. And there's a healthy aspect of it because we need that. Just like as men, we need to be able to go on our feminine and be able to connect to the moment and nurture. nurture. But with women, sometimes or either side, you can get stuck opposite your true nature. And that's where you start to hear people really drained or dried out and just not really tapping into their full potential. And using that analogy of like the mommy mode, because I know I've been in that um, in in, in times of my life, but you often hear couples say, or even husbands say, and sadly it's kind of near the end of a marriage or when things are strained, they'll be like, oh, all I ever saw her in was Mm -hmm. this, this mommy mode and the fix it mode. And, you know, you get you start to wear that hat mm-hmm. and it's hard to take that hat off. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, and that, and you guys are the experts here, but finding that, that balance of being, it's okay. Yeah. We got to take care of our kids. We got to get things done. That's what we do. And that's what men do too. So now talk to me how the feminine side mm-hmm. should come back into the equation. Well, I, I actually want to just back up for a second. Cause I want to make sure we give it service is that it is, 
I don't like to use the word balance. I like to use harmony because there really is no balance. Anytime we try to have balance and there becomes this perfectionism that happens. That's and it, such a good point. Yeah, it can set and our brain locks in on that. And remember, our brain, you know, doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So that's why I bring in practice. So with women that that I work with, you know, I will give you practice. So you will be able to feel in your body when it's time to be in get it done mode. You know, I've got to put I have four kids and the three I've got to be at this practice and then I have to write this report and I have a board meeting and that's your masculine getting it all done mm-hmm. but then where's the where how can you bring pleasure while you're in the middle of getting it done and that is art and and how is, do you do it what's how's what's the you art? know it is it is gosh there's so much there's so much there this is why you got to take one of their workshops yes yes <laughs> get some one-on-one with yes yes I mean a, an example would be I mean literally to you know slow down and and ask where is their pleasure in this very moment in this very moment, right? Yeah, and I know you'll also work with women on movement, on really getting into their bodies, on really enjoying being able to move and move this energy through them and tap into that and soften through the movement. Yeah. And then I would work with the men on how do they become more masculine because it's always a dance, right? Mm-hmm. And and a dance isn't about the other partner changing. The dance is about you, you know, what can you do to change and then bring the change to your other partner. So for, for men, you know, something very practical that you can do, plan the complete night out. So you show up at home and you tell your partner, baby, I'm, I'm taking you out. I want you to wear that red dress. Be ready at six o'clock. I've got everything taken care of. The sitter's coming. Everything's planned out. And all of a sudden she can begin to unwind and, and relax into the moment rather than having to concentrate on who has to be where and what has to be done. And That's great. That's it, great. Isn't it great? And so many women, though, um, especially that might be stuck in the women's live, and you can feel them bristle at first. Well, wait a minute. I can take care. I can make the reservations. I can do that. I can pick up the tab. Mm-hmm. But if we actually allow someone to sit with it and I ask enough questions, what I find is probably 99 out of 100 women will say, all right, I actually would love for him to take care of it all in mm-hmm. that in that moment. Mm-hmm. And even in those that time, there's this a lot of, uh, gosh, there's a lot of friction with women internally right now because we want to be able to take care of ourselves and walk in that strong woman space. But there's still a part of us that actually does want to be taken care of. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. You can actually move with both. Um, you know, a simple practice is literally for your, assuming that you're not driving, is, um, you know, when you, I call it a door practice. When you walk through a door frame to allow yourself to pause for a minute and feel where am I tight in my body? Do I need to do some type of movement here where I can just loosen up? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be simply of shaking your hands like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds silly, but it's that simple to be able to slow down and go, okay, where can I soften right now? Is it even just in your jaw? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading a, um, a study not long ago. You guys were talking about the movement. Um, my husband thinks I move around the house a lot because I've got ADHD and I can't sit still. And that's probably true, 100%. But I do get a certain satisfaction mm-hmm. from fluttering around the house. I'm going to go check on the laundry. I'm going to go check yes. on this. I'm going to go there. And, 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 and there is something about that motion that just kind of takes you out of that mm-hmm. drill sergeant mode. Absolutely. And you can just kind of like... St- step it down a notch. I do that a 
lot when I come home from work because I'm just, you know, I've come out of this like high intensity mode and I don't, and I didn't even know I was doing that, (laughs) you know, so I was, you know, moving around to get out of that, but it is like almost like a cleansing of the body, that movement, the shaking and then just leaving it at the door. Our dogs do it. Our dogs yeah. will shake when they have nervous energy. I mean, one of the, my favorite videos when COVID first came is I made a, a shaking video and people were doing it in classrooms and such because dogs shake nervous energy. We can shake nervous energy, not just women, but men as well. Um, I mean, I, I was here with you when I saw you literally like get on the floor and play with your baby. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And that is feminine nurturing energy. Energy. So anytime that we see, the reason why women get all googly when they see men playing with babies are playing with the kids is because we're seeing their feminine side we're seeing their feminine side and it's very endearing now will we want them to be in that all the time and i'll be honest with you most women are going to say no if they get really honest because it doesn't feel safe to our nervous system if a man is always in their feminine Right. No, I get it. This guys, this is so interesting. Um, I, I, we could go on and on. These these two are fascinating. Tell me how people can get a hold of you. Tell me how they find you. Yeah, absolutely. The the best way really is to go to if you go to sandysumbler.com slash quiz, that's going to get you the best information because you'll be able to discover a little bit more about what your core energy is and where you are at the moment. Yeah, I took that quiz. It was really fascinating, yes, isn't it? And then yeah. what happens then is that you end up getting a lot of teachings around that too. And actually, I was just thinking about this. I'd love to. Can we offer her audience um, one of the med- the embodiment meditations? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So what I'll do is I'll record something special for your for okay. your audience, and then um, and then they can we'll just we can get that to them. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, thank you yeah. guys so much. I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. That's it for today's episode of Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life with Gail Guayardo. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Gail herself. Be sure to head on over to Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life podcast.com and pick up a free copy of Gail's gift and join us on the next episode.